1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome to the KDLM Sports Wrap for a Thursday morning, everybody. Hope you're doing fine. Better than the Gopher men's basketball team's doing today. Wow, they got schlacked last night in Michigan. We'll, we'll recap that game, and Coach Patino says there's no reason to worry. Michigan's a good team. Gophers have Iowa again in Iowa City this weekend. We'll talk a little bit of early Vikings mock draft today. Vikings are slated for the 14th overall pick. Everyone's going to be clamoring for offensive linemen, but I think this team has other needs, and a lot of other people think that way as well. Wolves back in action on the West Coast late in Portland tonight, and uh, the Packers may have fans at Lambeau Field for the playoffs. Let's recap the last 24 hours in sports. Rewind time. Inbound goes to Williams. He's got five. He'll drive to the baseline. His season high three times has been six. He shoots a shot that's no good. And with 10 seconds left, the rebound comes off to Nunez, and he will walk it up. And this will be our final. Three seconds, two seconds, one second. There is the horn. And Minnesota falls on the road by 25, 82-57. Gophers now 10-3 and three overall, 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten. Yeah, stingy defense last night. My number 10, Michigan, beating the Gophers 82-57. to First half, uh, we had the game on KDLM last night. A bit of a struggle for the Gophers as they deal with uh, probably the best defense that they've seen all year. Uh, Michigan didn't allow the Gophers to get in the paint. Shot just 33% from the floor in the first half. Uh, Gophers sloppy with the ball as well. Marcus Carr, uh, eight turnovers. Uh, had 10 of his 14 points in the second half. Uh, he was the only Gopher to score in double figures. Wolverines led the Gophers by as much as 37 points. Hunter, Dicker, Dicker, uh, Hunter Dickinson for the Wolverines led the way. 28 points, 8 boards. Michigan stays undefeated at 10-3. and three. And head coach Richard Petito knows the Gophers did not play well. He talked to Mike Grimm after the game. We just got to get back to work. You know, I mean, it's uh, we, we didn't do a good enough job of preparing these guys. We weren't tough enough with their physicality. They, they set the rules. We did not. Um, you know, it's just uh, you got to give them credit. They, you know, very, very similar to Illinois, very similar to Wisconsin. Um, they just took us out of what we were doing, and we just didn't play fundamental basketball. I mean, live ball turnovers that led to a lot of baskets for them. Um, but you got to give them credit. We got to do a better job as a staff of getting them ready. I got to do a better job. But we just got to get back to work. You know, again, it's um, as disappointing as it is, it's still only worth one, and we just need to get back to work. Coach, in the second – in the second half, we saw limited Robbins, and we didn't see Curry at all in the second half. Did you just like what Freeman brought from an energy level perspective there in the second half more so? Well, uh, Liam had a, a quad contusion, so he was he was hobbling pretty bad. Um, I just thought with their size, Sam might have been a little bit better, yeah. you know, because Eric's a little bit more undersized, um, and he did some good things offensively. Still, you know. You know, rebounding the ball was good, but defensively we got a couple mix-ups, but he hasn't played much, so it was good for him to get out to get some minutes. He had four points, four rebounds in that time in the second half. Uh, Dickinson, we had heard about him coming in, obviously, and, man, he was a load, 12 of 15. You commented this in the pregame show. He's 72%, and he goes out and hits 12 of 15 tonight. He was really good, and he's only a freshman. Um, we seem this league seems to have that, you know, some bigs in there that just find a way to get it done. And we didn't make it real difficult on them either, uh, but give them credit. They really executed their stuff well. Do you think Robin's situation could be long-term or is this something you're hoping he'll be okay for Sunday? 
I, I have no idea. Not sure yet. All right. Well, very yeah, good. I'm, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, from now until then, obviously the flight home tonight. What's the uh, plan of attack to get ready for the Hawkeyes? Just get better. You know, I mean, just just watch this, learn from it, get better, get tougher, um, and see if we can go get a tough one on the road. Like you just heard Mike Grimm say there, Gophers fall to 10-3, and 3-3 and three in the Big Ten. With the loss, they travel to Iowa on Sunday afternoon. Timberwolves back in action tonight on a five-game losing streak and still without Carl Anthony Towns due to that dislocated wrist. Josh Akogi due to a hamstring injury. Wolves are 2-5 and five on the season. Portland, they've got off to a slow start too. CJ McCollum, Dame Lillard and the gang, they're 3-4. and four. Blazers also coming into the game on a, a loss. Two-game losing streak. They fall to the Bulls on Tuesday night. Kobe Lewis had a fantastic game for the Bulls as they came back from behind to beat the Blazers. This is the first time that these two teams have met this season. Some other headlines to get to before we talk Vikings draft. Uh, you may remember, remember Markel Fultz, number one overall pick by the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, kind of a bust up there, traded to Orlando. was having a career resurgence, but his season is done, tearing his ACL in Orlando's 105-94 win over Cleveland last night. Went down with a non-contact injury in the first quarter. He signed a three-year, $50 million extension last month. To some NFL news, Clemson quarterback. Well, it's not NFL news yet, but Trevor Lawrence has declared for the NFL draft, skipping his senior season at Clemson to go pro. Lawrence likely the, the number one overall pick, which will go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. In Atlanta, two huge names may not be back next season. As the Falcons search for a new head coach and new GM, owner Arthur Blank says neither is tied to quarterback Matt Ryan or wide receiver Julio Jones. Blank says he has no idea if a winning team will include Ryan or Jones going forward. Why wouldn't it? They're pretty good players. He says he hopes they're part of the plan, but that's not a decision that he will be making. The Falcons need to hire a GM and a head coach after finishing last in the NFC South last season at 4-12. and We talked yesterday about ESPN's gaffe uh, announcing that Dolphins offensive coordinator Chan Gailey had been fired. That was not the case, but now Chan Gailey uh, reportedly has resigned after one season on the job. Dolphins will be hiring their third offensive coordinator in as many seasons. Gailey was hired out of retirement last January to replace Chad O'Shea. So another team looking for an offensive coordinator that's going to be uh, moving against the Vikings to get something done. NHL news. Uh, and this kind of pertains to the NFL also. Uh, the NHL season begins a week from today. The Coyotes and Panthers, the latest clubs to announce they will have limited fans at games. Arizona will allow 25% capacity for the month of January, which is just over 3,400 fans. Florida will also cap at 25%. The Wild are going to allow 150 fans at Wild Games. But here's the big news, is the Green Bay Packers, for the divisional round of the playoffs and then potentially the NFC Championship game, are going to have fans at Lambeau Field. The plan is to have 10,000 strong on the frozen tundra at Lambeau Field for Packer playoff games. We'll see if that actually uh comes to fruition. Free. Let's talk some Vikings here real quick. Uh, I forgot to mention, by the way, second half of the sports wrap, talking to Laker boys hockey coach Ben Noah. They begin their season a week from tonight at home. Uh, a pretty tasty playoff rematch from last season against Kitson County Central. We'll have Ben Noah coming up second half of the sports wrap. But first, let's ch- chat about uh, the Vikings. They will have the 14th overall pick. In the 2021 NFL Draft, Vikings finishing 7-9 and nine 
Uh, Kirk Cousins, by the way, winning the, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week last week. Over 400 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, as well as the Vikings come back to beat the Lions in a meaningless game. Uh, not a great draft spot at, at 14th overall. Vikings have picked here, uh, I want to say twice before. Once was DJ Dozier back in the 80s, and the other was in, was a, a, a defensive lineman that really didn't work out. I forget uh, exactly who it was. But looking at uh, where a lot of experts have the Vikings at 14, a, a lot of glaring needs on this team. Obviously, offensive line is a huge need for the Vikings. Cornerback, you can argue. I, I think the, the Vikings need a, a veteran presence in the defensive backfield. Edge rusher, opposite uh, Daniil Hunter, if and when Hunter comes back. Nothing against Defadi Adenabo, but if you can get a, a, a big-time talent at the edge opposite Hunter, I think that's that would be good. Here's where I, I have ad- admittedly not done a ton of research into what the Vikings should do with the 14th overall pick, but they're going to have options. SB Nation says they should go cornerback. They have Patrick Sertan, the second, out of Alabama. If, if if the Vikings learn anything from passing on Antoine Winfield Jr., I mean, former pro athletes' kids can be pretty good in the pros as well. Uh, 24-7 Sports has the Vikings taking Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman, out of Northwestern. Bleacher Report has the Vikings taking Deveon Nixon, defensive tackle, Iowa. But the, the guy I'm seeing in the most mock drafts is not an offensive lineman, is not a cornerback. It's not a cornerback. It's an edge rusher from Miami named Gregory Rousseau, CBS Sports, USA Today, NBC Sports, The Draft Network, four websites that I, I, I get content from all the time, very good content. They say that the Vikings should pick Gregory Rousseau from Miami is, is the favorite. Could be Robin to Hunter's Batman, says NBC Sports. 6'4", 260, 6'5", 275, depending on what he has for lunch that day. Freaking nature type talent that Mike Zimmer would love to add to his defense's pass rush. So, to sound smart, if anybody asks you what the Vikings should do at 14, be like, oh, I like that that Russo kid out of Miami coming off the defensive line. Because that's what I'm going to say until I do more research and find out who else is out there. It's early. I mean, the draft is on April 29th. That's months away. It'll be here before we know it. But months away, and at this point, I think that that Zimmer and Spielman are are drafting for their careers at this point. Because if the Vikings do not make the playoffs next year, especially getting a lot of guys back on defense, health-wise, I think that this could uh, spell the end for Zim and Slick Rick. Second half of the wrap, we're calling Laker boys hockey coach Ben Noah to... Get a, a recap of last season. I know they, they had a, a bit of a slow start. Then they picked things up. They won like 10 of 11 or 11 of 12 or something like that. Won a big playoff game. And now they're back, and they've got some high expectations this season. Laker boys hockey coach Ben Noah joins me next on the Sports Wrap. 
Westwood One presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history. Sponsored by Merrill Guided Investing. The term Hail Mary Pass can originally be traced back to the 1920s and 30s, but it gained new meaning and popularity after a 1975 NFL playoff game between Dallas and Minnesota, which the Cowboys won in the final minute on a 50-yard pass from Roger Staubach to Drew Pearson. Just told everybody to block and I'll throw it to Drew, and uh, I pumped Paul Krause to keep him a couple steps over. It hit him on the right hip, but he caught the ball and went in the end zone. It was unbelievable. We won the game, and after the game, an AP writer asked me in the locker room, what are you thinking about? And I said, I closed my eyes and said a Hail Mary. Staubach's prayer was answered, and his divine connection to Pearson catapulted the Cowboys past the Vikings 17-14. The phrase has been used often on Sundays ever since, and not just in church. I'm Scott Graham, Westwood One Sports. Ooh, a fondue set. Now I need to find a coupon code. Not anymore, Susan. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Wait, instantly? It's called shopping smart, not hard. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer for free and let it do the work for you. Don't mind if I fondue. <laughs> That's kind of cheesy. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. You can rain out baseball. You can rain out tennis. You can rain out golf, but you cannot rain out life. Sometimes, no matter how hard it's coming down out there, you've got to get in your car, brave the elements, and get to the people who need you. That's why you need windshield wipers that you can trust. You need wipers from Bosch. Rated by Fortune as 2020's number one auto parts supplier, Bosch makes high-performance windshield wipers that handle the harshest weather conditions so you can reach life's most important moments. See what matters most with Bosch. Cal Soderquist with your Wolves Minute. Well, it's a game day once again. The Wolves are wrapping up their two-game road trip tonight in Portland, set to take on the Blazers. The bad news, Minnesota does carry a five-game losing streak into tonight's road trip finale. But the good news, in that most recent setback on Tuesday against Denver, we saw great minutes off the bench from former Nugget Jared Vanderbilt. He played 23 minutes, filled up the stat sheet with 11 points, five boards, two dimes, two blocks, three steals, making a handful of big plays on both ends of the floor in the deciding minutes of the fourth quarter. Despite not normally getting those minutes, he said he's kept himself mentally ready. I just kind of envisioned myself on the court. I watched the game, watched the floor of the game. You just never know. Coach always say it's two things you can control, your attitude and your effort. So I feel like me going out there just playing as hard as I can, it, it just become contagious. Certainly was. It was fun to watch on Tuesday night. We'll see if JV has carved himself out more of a regular rotational role. Our coverage from Portland tonight begins at 8.30 on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Were you a little envious of the people out enjoying their pontoons and fishing boats this summer? Be one of them next summer by placing your order now with JK Marine. We have all been spending time with our families and close friends, and there's no better place to do it during the summer months than out in the water. We don't know what the future holds. Products are getting harder and harder to get. So don't miss out. Get into JK Marine now and place your order or see if we have the perfect boat or pontoon so that you're the one that everyone is envying next summer. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The second-ranked Gopher women's hockey team plays a rare three-game series with St. Cloud State starting today. We'll hear from Minnesota head coach Brad Frost next. We know we're asking a lot. So how dare we healthcare professionals ask you not to visit family these holidays? We dare because every day we hold the hands of dying COVID patients 
who can't be visited by their families. Not even to say goodbye. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. Do your part. An urgent plea from Fight COVID MN, a partnership of Minnesota Healthcare. The Gophers added today's game to the schedule after having a handful of games wiped away due to COVID concerns from opposing teams. Minnesota head coach Brad Frost. I would just say nothing surprises us anymore. Fortunately, it hasn't hit us yet, but it probably will. Um, as you look at, at almost every team in our league, uh, the majority of them have had to cancel uh, some series. And we've been fortunate where we haven't uh, had to be the ones that are canceling series, and, and we've still been able to get some games in, but... I think all the players in the WCHA are, are trying to do the right thing. And uh, even by doing the right thing, they still, uh, some of them are getting it and, and their teams are having to shut down. So, um, you know, we're taking it one day at a time. We want to get as many games in as we can, put those in the bank and, and hope that we can continue to play. But to think that our schedule will be exactly as it's, it is on paper here the rest of the way, I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. Hopefully it will. Um, but history has told us uh, with 50% of our series already being canceled or postponed that it might be tough to, to have that happen. The Gophers and Huskies meet today in Minneapolis, Saturday in Minneapolis, and Sunday in St. Cloud. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. 2021 is here, and we're all looking forward to making it a great new year, like trading in some of the old not-so-good things and focusing on some new, better things. And at Aquarius Home Services, your local authorized Connecticut dealer, we know a thing or two about making things better and, yes, making bad stuff go away. Like those orange rust stains in your sink? Bye bye Drinking water with a funky smell or bad taste? Aquarius can get rid of that, too. White-scale buildup, scratchy towels, lugging lots of salt bags, constantly buying bottled water, even bad hair days due to hard shower water? Aquarius can make those problems disappear, too. Yes, 2021 can be the year for amazing, worry-free water thanks to Connecticut, the world's most efficient water treatment system. And you can get 2021 off to a great start by trading in your old softener and getting 221 off a new Connecticut system. It all starts with a free water analysis. Simply visit ConnecticutMN.com to schedule your appointment today. That's ConnecticutMN.com. Aquarius and Connecticut, working hard every day to earn the right to be recommended. Detroit Lakes Weather. Here's a look at your KDLM weatherology forecast. For today, some fog possible early on. Otherwise, look for partial sunshine. Those high temperatures working up into the upper 20s. And for tonight, cloudy skies with some areas of fog, low of 17. And for your Friday, morning fog there. Otherwise, mostly cloudy up to 25 degrees. Still looking to stay cloudy but quiet into your weekend. Saturday's highs in the mid-20s. And for your Sunday, reaching up to 27. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll. 1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap. We're joined on the phone by Lager Boys hockey coach Ben Noah this morning. Good morning, Ben. Hey, good morning. It's got to feel good to get the kids back on the ice after, uh, were, you, were your practices delayed the full six weeks or were you guys scheduled to start in the middle of the six-week pause by Governor Walls? Uh, well, actually, originally, we, yeah, we were supposed to start December 3rd and then, uh, at the pause, we kind of anticipated that maybe we we're going to get back uh, December 21st, and then uh, you know a few days or a week or so before that, uh, we had found out that we were going back on January 4th. So you know, uh, we had uh, some Zoom meetings as a team, and we talked about um, you know the, just the mentality of, of how that shook 
shook down. I mean, everybody in the state's dealing with the same thing, so mm-hmm. there's no reason to complain about it. And uh, we just got to overcome it. And you know, it, uh, let's let's be excited as opposed to you know uh, making excuses. Were there expectations from your coaching staff? I know you guys were not allowed to be at quote unquote practices, but you, did you guys have some some reps, some some workouts in place for these guys during this six week shutdown? Well, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I, I, and I don't know how other coaches were doing things. Uh, all we have is direction from the league, basically saying we can't have direct contact. We can't organize really anything except for uh, Zoom calls. Okay. So uh, we took advantage of that and, and basically use it like a classroom uh, study. And we talked about the language that we're going to use. And we, and we kind of uh, drew up our systems and made sure that those younger guys that are coming out of Bantams, um, understand what we're trying to do. And, and we had some really good interaction. We had great attendance. Um, you know, guys are excited. They want to get going. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, as far as, you know, doing workouts, we were just encouraging our, our leaders, our seniors to kind of try to hold some of those underclassmen, uh, accountable and, and make sure that they're doing their part to stay in shape. But, uh, it's definitely been a challenge and, uh, we saw it on day one yesterday that the kids are a little out of shape and, you know, rightfully so, um, because, you know, the facilities aren't open to them. And mm-hmm. I know some guys got on, got out on the outdoor rink, but it's just not the same intensity as, as a regular practice. So. So your second year as head coach now, give us a quick refresher of some highlights from last season and how uh, the playoffs went for you guys. Yeah. Uh, last year, it was a really rough start for us. And, and, you know, that was mainly, um, you know, I, I, I take uh, responsibility for, for having that slow start um, just because I didn't really allow us to get uh, a ton of chemistry going with, with lines. We were shaking it up every day, not just in games, but in practice. Mm. Um, what we were doing is we were trying to, to create that uh, culture, per se, of, of you got to earn your place every day. And so, you know, for example a kid would have a great practice one day and then all of a sudden he'd find himself on the first or second line or in the top four deep pair the next day in practice. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe he has a, a day where he's playing a little timid, playing soft, making mistakes and we'll bump him down. And it's, it's, it was just to try to create that mentality that, Hey, you got to be focused and ready to go every day. And so um, during that process, and that's, that's the thing we talked about all year last year was to trust the process is, uh, you know, we were changing our culture, changing our systems. Everything was different. And uh, we started out, I believe, four and seven or something like that. And we just were not playing well at all. And uh, after Christmas, we kind of found our groove. We found some line combinations that we liked. And we went on a, a really good streak there where we won 10 of 11 games and um, ended up getting the five seed in Section 8 and then uh, having to travel two kits in central uh they were the four seed and we uh we were playing our best hockey at the very end of the year uh we ended up uh before we went there the last regular season game of the year we went down to little falls and little falls was ranked number 10 in the state for class a and we knocked them off one nothing uh in their barn and uh, actually didn't allow a shot on goal in the third period nice. so now all of a sudden we were feeling good about ourselves and playing good team defense and managing the puck well. And so we went to Kitson, and uh, it's a really hard place to play. It's a small sheet of ice, a cold rink. They had good fans there. 
and uh, we ended up playing a great game and we knocked them off seven to four and found our way into the section semis and and then just ran into a powerhouse in world i mean they they had a first line last year that uh you know that grant slikensky is playing in the ushl for the fargo force right now mm-hmm. I, I mean he just dominated that game so uh, we weren't ready uh, as a as a team as a program to win a game quite like that, um, but it was nice to get there. And this year, our expectations are you know let's try to get into that top three seed. Uh, let's have a great year and and see if we can't get to the section finals. Who are some guys that you have some high expectations for? Juniors, seniors, maybe some uh, underclassmen that you're expecting some big things from this year. Uh, there, well, there's quite a few of them actually. Um, so first of all, we don't have any real premier talent um, and that, you know, if you have one or two guys that can really, really command the puck and score some big goals, uh, you can find ways to win even if you don't play well. So the thing with our team is we have to play well as a unit. Um, the guys understand that it's a five-man unit everywhere around the rank, and, um, but we, we have a veteran team. We're, uh, we have a, our top line. We're excited about our top line. Uh, we got Jake Green uh, on the right side, Jacob McAllister on the left, and Tommy Fritz is going to be playing center. And uh, they'll start as our top line. You know, that's a line, a very high-energy line. Uh, all guys have a quick twitch, good first three steps. They're fast. They're tough. They'll block shots. And they're just kind of that energy line that we're going to rely on to bring it every night. Um, and they're all, all three of them are seniors. Um, our second line is going to be all juniors. Uh, that's Bo Bainey, Jordan Fields, and Spencer Bergman. And those guys are a little bit more skilled. Um, they're smart. Uh, they understand how to attack on odd man rushes. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're defensively responsible. So um, we're excited to see if they can take that next step as juniors because uh, they're going to have to score goals for us. Uh, you know, if, if they're not scoring for us, we're probably going to lose games 2-1, 3-2. But if they're scoring for us, you know, that's going to give us a chance to win games 4-3 to and things like that. So um, on the back end, we're really strong back there with our top four. We have three seniors and a junior. Uh, that's Braden Wimmer, Levi Gross, Ryan Solberg, and Lucas Justison. And three of the, the three seniors there, Wimmer, Gross, and Justison, are captains. Uh, and they're just – all three of them are solid. And, and Braden uh, is one of those guys that will probably play hockey after high school. And um, and then on the back end, uh, in net, we have uh, a really good goalie competition to look forward to. It's Jack Hines and Elijah Blow. They'll be pushing each other every day. So – um, so we really like the makeup of our team, and and uh, we'll see how some of these younger guys coming out of Bantams fight for a spot every day, and and uh, we'll we'll just go from there. A couple of big games this season. Uh, Charlie, went th- Charlie and I went through the broadcast schedule uh, for the Lakers sports on KDLMRadio.com a couple nights ago, and there's three that he had circled on his calendar. That we put on the schedule right away to make sure we got in at East Grand Forks, at I Falls, and at Thief River Falls. Got to be excited to get the Prowlers back on the schedule this year. Yeah, uh, that that was, uh, you know, it's funny uh, in Minnesota high school hockey, when you're creating a schedule and trying to trying to get the schedule that you think is going to be the most competitive for your team, it all comes down to relationship building with, with the other coaches. And, and one of the things that I did last year was I just got on the phone and started calling uh, the head coaches of some of the teams that we wanted to see get put on our schedule. And I spent about an hour 
one day chatting with coach Berglund, who is the Thief River Falls coach. And uh, he's a fantastic guy. He's fun to talk hockey with. And he was actually coaching in Fergus Falls when I was playing as a high school player in Detroit Lakes. So, uh, you know, he remembered me as a player and I remembered playing against him uh, when he was coaching at Fergus. And so we talked a little bit about that, but you know, one of the things when you're getting some of these good programs to uh, agree to play you is they got to trust you and they got to trust what you're doing with your team and the culture and, and that you're going to be a um, reliable uh, game against them, that they're not just going to, it's not going to turn into a chippy, you know, eight to nothing win and they get nothing out of it. So um, that was, that was awesome to get them back on the schedule. And we're really looking forward to, to being able to play them. Uh, East Grand, um, they're, they're going to be a, a powerhouse. I mean, they, they lost almost nothing off their team last year and they are very fast, very skilled. They're deep. Um, so obviously we're looking forward to the challenge, but we are going to have to play almost perfect uh, to to stay in a game with them, and we're going to have to get good goaltending. And um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the goal, right? Like it, it's let's beef up our schedule. I mean, I'd rather play a schedule that is so hard that we finish. You know, if we have a 25 game schedule and we finish 10 and 15, as opposed to playing a week schedule and being 20 and five, I'd rather have the 10 and 15 record and be battle tested going into the playoffs than uh than not get challenged throughout the year. So it uh you know, one of the other teams that we added was Alexandria and mm-hmm. that was, you know, they're a great program and and uh they're building things over there and, and so that was awesome to get on their schedule. I think they're only a few years out from being in the state uh championship game. Uh so so yeah, it's it's awesome to get get those teams back on the schedule and we're just gonna keep trying to improve it. Yeah, Alex, they were a, a state uh, team last year, weren't they? Didn't they make it down to just or two years ago? Maybe I'm thinking because uh, no, there was no state tournament last uh, year. Duh. Yeah, I think it was a few years ago because yeah. uh, St. Cloud Cathedral is in their section and they yeah. have to get through them if they want to go to state. So that uh, that cathedral team is another. It's they're just like East Grand and Hermantown where they're they're dominant and uh, you know they're well coached and and they're usually three lines deep of lines that can all score. So those those guys are kind of the pinnacle of of uh class a hockey and uh you know that's a that's another tough section that alexandria fergus falls uh little falls st Cloud cathedral they're they're right there with section eight with with us and you know thief river war road east grand what a section to try to come out of yeah it's it's awesome Head coach of the Laker boys hockey team, Ben Noah. The puck drops on the season next Thursday, a rematch of last year's playoff game versus Kitson County Central. Coach Noah, thanks for joining us on The Wrap this morning. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Can't wait. It's finger looking good. Sweet dude. All right. Thanks again to Coach Noah for joining us this morning. If uh, you missed any of that interview, we're in the middle. If you go back and re-listen to the whole thing in its entirety on our on-demand page, kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap where we get your favorite podcasts from. Can't wait moments. Timberwolves basketball tonight, late one out on the West Coast, taking on the Portland Trailblazers. Blazers 3-4. and four. They've lost two straight games. And word on the street is uh, Josh Okogie may be back for the Wolves tonight. He has not played since they lost to Los Angeles to begin this five-game losing streak. 8.30 pregame show, 9 o'clock tip-off, front Portland tonight. Timberwolves basketball on KDLM. That's a wrap for the Sports Rep. We're back tomorrow.
9.30 on the stage you can count on. Joined by Laker gymnastics coach Lisa Lingard tomorrow during the second half of the wrap. You're in tune to KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Off the record begins after CBS News.